Hello and welcome to Kent and the Steering Team. You're joined today by Drew, Emmanuel and myself, Phil. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us today. Uh, anyway, um, I think that maybe the first topic of the day should be this technology. Because this is pretty shocking that we are here talking together and we're talking through the wonders of the internet, essentially. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, this is, uh, we should actually explain what we're trying to do here. Um, we're recording this um, in three separate places. Um, we're all at home recording through Skype, but then we're kind of saving it. And we're actually not even gonna, uh, sure if this is going to turn out correctly. Um, <laughs> so this is like a complete exploration into just the unknown. It's a fun little experiment, so if you're though. This, if you're hearing this, then, you know, uh, we did a good job, which is, which is great. Yeah, obviously it's worked then. We've been able to get this to, to operate properly. Yeah, so so <laughs> far, so good. <laughs> or not, but only we know that second part, if it's true. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, wait, so we're, we're connecting it through... We're connecting it through Skype. We're recording our own audio. Yep. And then someone's going to compile that. Then someone's going to upload it. So, yeah, there's a lot that can go wrong. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, no one would ever, ever, ever hear this entire thing that we're doing right now. Unless, unless someone leaked it. Because, it. Um, because this is yeah, actually true. the only way to guarantee the quality, right? Because like, we could just record it through Skype, but um, all the compression and stuff crap. that goes on. And, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to have all those interruptions that Skype always has. So, Well, not only does yeah, it this, guarantee... This be a good thing. Not only does it guarantee the quality, it also guarantees that we actually record something because getting the three of us together is quite often a challenge. So, yeah, yeah. impossible. Yeah, that's true enough. Yeah, we we somehow we find ways to get two of us together at once, but to get all three, it's, that trifecta is damn near impossible. So this seems yeah, to be the only way we can do kinda it. Kind of like I've sort of cut off myself from most of the. Um, uh, things that people usually use to communicate so like that super makes it hard especially on my end just because I, I don't really use my phone that much it makes um, it tricky but yeah yeah you are pretty impossible to contact you know I can't I, yeah. I, again I got a text from you the other day and I think that's the first time I've ever received a text <laughs> in fact we thought that we didn't have each other's numbers that's how rarely we contact each other yeah I don't know it's just something um, uh, I naturally don't do I don't, know. I don't consider even doing it, you know? Um, I just live life I'd... normally without it. See, there's there's elements of the internet that I'd like to keep myself away from and not not um, reveal who I am or, or let people know. But then there's other elements. But I'm recording a podcast, for Christ's sake. I do YouTube video, uh, YouTube film reviews. Uh, you know, I do travel vlogs and so, crap travel vlogs, by the way. Um, but then there are elements of the world that I do not want them to know who I am, what I'm about at all. So it's interesting that, that whole internet world or mix-up. Yeah, we all kind of naturally draw where like, we don't want to sort of engage past a certain point. Um, but I don't know, I guess it's like a defense mechanism. I don't know. What do you think, Drew? I think we each have our own limit with what we're prepared to put out into the world. This was something I was talking to you about the other day, about where we each draw our own line in the sand, and we know what we're comfortable putting out there, and we know what we want to keep to ourselves, and everyone's different in that respect, and it's about, I guess, for us, it's about finding 
which parts of ourselves we're comfortable putting out there and whether or not those parts gel with one another and whether or not an audience takes to it or not. Mm, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't... I don't understand why we're so happy and open to, for example, Facebook. Facebook controls so much of our lives. It is... There's so much research into whatever we click on, whatever we look at, but we're so unokay with... For, for example, let's... Okay, here's an example. Let's say we're buying something at a shop and they ask us for um, a contact number or something like that. We're so uninterested in giving them our details then, but if we're buying from the same store but online, it's no worries. It's like, oh yeah, you can have all the details in the world, whatever you want. Why are we so picky about some things but not others? Yeah, that's a, Emmanuel. that's a good point, yeah. Um, especially on Facebook, people can just sort of dump all their information on Facebook, but there's so much control behind it, and we're sort of trusting that the person who's picking all the stuff that it's gets seen um, and all that <laughs> stuff, um, we sort of trust, yeah, you can hear that, that plane, Phil. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll I'll just contact the airport next time and say, do you mind? You can hear that Airbus flying not. overhead. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it I totally agree with that. Like, um, because like these days we're living in an age where anyone can sort of find out anything about anyone, pretty much. Um, it doesn't worry me actually. I uh, like I sort of trust that I, I don't really have anything to hide. It's just I I rather not get obsessed by it I, I can see it sort of consuming a lot of people's lives um mm. yeah people get obsessed by it um kind of just like having that space to myself that's why well, I yes at, at the end of the day people can only find online the things that you choose to put up there so it, a lot of it is dictated by how open you choose to be and how much you choose to engage with it so, Emmanuel, in your case, you don't put a lot of things online, so no one's really going to be finding a lot about you on, on the internet when they go searching. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess it's not really why I, I do it. I just do it because I find my thoughts are a lot clearer when I'm not worried about whatever's online. Um, but, like, having that is kind of a bonus for me, like... Knowing that, <laughs> like, if no one would ever find out anything if they tried. Well, they probably would, actually, because I do have a Facebook account. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you, you're not flooding it with, you know, pictures of pets and, and meals and... Oh, yeah, no. You know? No, that's true. You have one of the most contained or reserved Facebook accounts I think I've seen. I don't think I've ever posted on it, like, <laughs> ever, like, on my wall. How is that possible? Um, I don't know. You're crazy. Well, speaking of, let, let's complete... Okay, this is completely change the topic, if you don't mind, fellas. Go for gold. Um, what I was going to do is I was going... I mean, obviously, this podcast is related to our whole uh, media or... Um, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, empire that we're trying to build up. This media empire in that we have Kent and the steering team and we have the 35th mil, um, our two kind of programs whichever one's the dominant one i don't know one of them seems to get a bit more attention at the moment but um let's talk a little bit about that about how we are 
what we're trying to achieve let's let's be real to these people the people that bother to listen to to be eight minutes or so into this podcast who are bothered to stick around let's talk a little bit about what we're doing what our aim is what we want to come of it um why we're doing it um what we hope to do to achieve or what we want to do for the people yeah anyone yeah. anyone want to take it from yeah I'll, I'll dive in um so if i can just deal with a foot cramp hang on <laughs> I, you see, well, this well, is what I happens think, when um, you're sitting on your bed. We're mainly doing this because I, I think all three of us are creative or would like to do something creative. Like, we need an outlet somehow. Yeah, um, definitely. And we have all this things we feel like we have to say and all these opinions that we feel might be relevant to some other people, you know. Yeah. Like if it's relevant, if it resonates with anyone, that's great. Um, we're but I just need somehow a method to, to have a voice. Yeah, I would definitely agree with nice. that. And we, yeah, we all have an opinion on on things, and that's a lot of where our our film reviews come in because we appreciate the voices of other people and their creativity, and we want to chime in with our thoughts on it, and and we want to share that with people because we believe we have valid contributions to make to to the art form that's coming out. And to that end, as creative people, we aim to use the 35th mil not just as a means of film reviews, but also to release our own original content. And, you know, for months now, for quite close to a year, we've been on and off writing ideas and bits of script for different different ideas, different projects. And we've just been slowly chugging away at that in the background while we continue to do our reviews and now, of course, the podcasts. So hopefully in the very near future, we'll start filming our original content and uploading it for everyone to, to give a bit of our voice and to then create a discussion for other people so that they can chime in their thoughts on what we have to say and what we do. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, we are aiming to try and do something great and uh, be a fun release, I guess, for people that might share the same opinion or, or that, that just looking for something that's either humorous or, or interesting. Hopefully we can achieve something like that. Um, hopefully we have something that's slick and smooth and, and yeah, j- just a great piece of, of recording or... Um, film work or audio or, or whatever it may be in whatever format hopefully we have something that's good and exciting I, um, I think you hit the nail on the head there that it's a bit of an escape and certainly what what birthed a lot of this for us is that we all were frustrated and needed an escape and wouldn't it be fantastic to provide that for a few other people yeah and time yeah, to exactly uh, Phil's right. first point um technology is at that point where we can do pretty much anything we want so we needed to create an outlet and uh we have all this magnificent new opportunities provided by the internet and all these cool stuff so um if you could reach even a couple of people who are interested in you know like our voice then i'll be pretty happy i think yeah mm. agreed Definitely. Well, we've started doing film reviews already, so that's the first avenue, I guess. Um, you guys doubled in some podcasting. I never got to be part of it just because of, again, conflicting schedules um, early on. Um, but yeah, here I we are now. I think I've only been on like a one episode of 
the um the review series so i haven't really touched on that no, but either. that's but but that's but that's okay like because it again it's because of conflicting schedules you've been you were able to be on it you were a big part of it when we did do it so um drew and i have done a fair bit of that we'll definitely have you on as often as you possibly can same with with people like jesse yeah who is our, to be our horror yeah reviewer i guess he's great on on that sort of stuff so we'll definitely get him on board for either more um on film reviews or even written reviews and and previews and things like that and just written pieces i think is pretty cool so uh we'll try and do a little bit more writing on the website that we have um i'm not particularly good at it but hopefully i can get better and just more practice and we'll get more stuff happening in that sense but other than that yeah um the reviews are a good outlet for being able to practice on screen time um, and then original content will probably follow. Correct? Yeah. Drusif. Yeah, no, the <laughs> the WordPress page, it's... I mean, it's been sitting in stasis for the last several months because we've done most of our work through either YouTube or the Facebook page and that's all particularly been tailored with the 35th mil and any of the film-related stuff, but... Especially with the Facebook page, Jesse has been a big contributor, posting a lot for the horror genre, and anything else that seems to grab his attention, he's been sharing out, and it's been good to see. It's um, it's definitely tricky sometimes for us to maintain the momentum, I think, but as... Especially having a six-week gap in between. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sorry. okay, though, because you shot a lot of your video diaries while you were gone, which is exciting. And Yes, which I still need to, I still need to update that to the... Or upload that to either the YouTube channel or to the Facebook page. Yeah, and I, and I mean, even while you were gone, you saw your own number of movies while you were overseas, and Emmanuel and I saw a few oh, yeah. as well. Sadly, we just... We didn't have the time to do the reviews for them all. But at least we still went and saw them, so we'll still have something to discuss by the time we get around to doing our top tens for the end of the year. And, you mm. know, the, there'll be a lot more to discuss, especially, you know, when, when we're discussing in retrospect, you know, you want to be talking about your action films, particularly with the Hitman's Bodyguard, and, and that's something that we haven't mm. all seen yet. You die hard. Yes. And... I had. Yeah, can you please go and see Hitman's Bodyguard? Go see it at the cinema. I'll go with you. I'll pay for your ticket. We'll, we'll get around to it. We will. I, I still want to go see Three it again. Three times Yeah, well, we, need, should we, we should do that tomorrow. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It looks yeah. pretty scary, man. Uh, oh, Emmanuel, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Are you able to go tomorrow? Do you want to come to the movies? Okay, um, look, yeah, let's I'm just say this is a... If you well, guys sorry, well, then we'll go, to, we'll go to the movies. Good. I finish <laughs> at 5.30. Okay. Let's just say this podcast uploaded like on a Friday in three weeks, just as a, a, over exa- an example, over exaggerated example. Yeah, then all of this is completely irrelevant. What we're saying right here, right now. But yeah, tomorrow, let's go to the movies and see. It. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean anything to anyone. <laughs> no, it's irrelevant. But people will listen. Yeah, like, yeah, like we said, this is the first time we're even doing this. Like, we don't have an agenda or anything like that. We just thought we'd just come in, we're, we're, uh, test it out. Yeah, the, tonight tonight's pilot run is more just to see how we. How <laughs> this we is pilot and test run number three, <laughs> three for, or four. For the, for the record, it's the um the twelfth of September, twenty seventeen. So, if anyone yes, needs a reference point, it. and it's been a wonderful Tuesday. at that point. Here we go. It's twelfth of September. September eleven. 
Ooh, controversy. Conspiracy theory or not? <laughs> I, look, I'm saying that because if you don't know Emmanuel, I'm, he's I'm gonna stay probably out of the this. biggest conspiracist I know, or conspiracy Con- conspiracy theorist. theorist. I know. I'm just a theorist. Should should this I, be I our our first little <laughs> our first little detour into conspiracy corner? Okay. Um, well, nine eleven is a bit of a, a hot topic, so I'll just encourage anyone to just look up the information. Just go on YouTube, just Google mm-hmm. the other side. Nine eleven conspiracy would work if you um, if you YouTube that. Um, there are a lot of engineers, especially a lot of civil engineers, who are looking at those towers and wondering how they actually collapsed, because fire alone isn't enough to do it because you can see the um the grenfell tower that happened recently this year actually that that one burned for quite a while um in fact actually the the three buildings on 9-11 are the only three steel frame buildings to ever come down through fire alone the only ones but the the only example the difference the difference is though because i'm i i I don't really have an opinion. I, I don't care too much. I just assume that it's not a conspiracy theorist. So as devil, de- devil's advocate here to what could possibly very well be an be a inside job, let's just say. I don't know, but let's just say. Yeah, well, um, uh, actually, let me just clarify that last point. I said three towers, and most people get confused about that. Seven. Um, building yeah, seven. Building 7 was a, the third building to fall down. And actually, that story is so weird because at... It fell around 5.10 or something, I, I forget the detail, but one of the news agency at like 10 minutes before it actually collapsed, they announced it on national television. And they were like, the towers collapsed. And behind the presenter, you can see footage, live footage of the building still up. So these guys managed to predict a steel no, film building collapsing a, where it's never been seen before so this is like it could just someone, be like a, a misunderstanding like you see that all the time like people just misreport things i think i think but what would you I have think heard it was to even think that that was the case like someone would have had to be in her when, ear saying it's collapsed and what where would he have gotten his information because no engineer would look at that and say that building is collapsing that that's a steel steel frame building and it's without precedent it's the same thing as when Richard Wilkins on um, the Today Show announced that Jeff Goldblum had died. He wasn't dead. He was perfectly fine. In fact, no one was reporting on it whatsoever. It's just that he'd heard misinformation on an upcoming film and then went, oh, he's dead. And he was like, I'm fine. And then it's just coincidence that it didn't fell afterwards. But Devil's Advocate to, to you there. Mm, the, the World Trade Center, the t- Twin Towers, did have... Uh, more powerful planes than the buildings were designed to withstand crash into them. And then, and then, um, jet fuel can't melt steel beams because it can soften the metal. Plus, it had a lot of weight on top of it. Plus, it was a tube structure building, not just a standard. All right, so here's the um, point, actually. And this is what I found time and again with conspiracy theories. People have these arguments where they haven't really thought about it before, and it's the first time entering into it. These questions have been like, they've been answered in these documentaries where actual engineers would have, have thought of these problems and they've, they've thought, nope, that doesn't explain it. So, like, the, the actual big thing is these towers collapsed super quickly. Like, they collapsed pretty much at free fall speed. Building 7, which wasn't hit by anything, literally collapsed within a few seconds of free fall. That, to an engineer, means a lot because 
if you dropped a bowling ball at the same time and, and the same height, the bowling ball will only hit like a couple of seconds before the actual building does. The only thing yeah. the building has all these columns that are designed expressly not to make that happen. Like you're talking about thousands of columns that would must have failed like at the same time. It should have. It makes so no it sense. wasn't crushed by the World Trade Center, like the Twin Towers. Nothing of the Twin no, Towers. No, the building it. looks completely okay, and the only damage that could be seen is on the side of the building. Like I said, I don't even know if it's an inside job or not. It's just with all the data. When you watch them that's go out down, there, it's it, tricky. The question, it does not make sense. the question, is is a valid question. And actually, when you think about it, the investigation that was done is a joke. That's the one thing everyone agrees. Yeah, Even the ones well, who well, yeah, don't agree is the job. It 100%. Was, so, so sorry, what investigation? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They wanted so, a and, complete and independent panel, and then the Bush um, administration actually went and actually those public. Um, outcry for them to be interviewed, right? And they were me- they were meant to be interviewed on camera live. They refused to do that. They refused to be interviewed on camera live. They were only interviewed in private behind closed doors, and no cameras were allowed in there. And then afterwards, they formed this committee they were supposed to investigate it, that was filled with the people from the government. Like this investigation was supposed to be independent. You have the people from the government in there who obviously will, is going to, they're going to side with the government at this point. And if this was an inside job, you're pretty much looking at the government to be either complicit or they might have known beforehand or like, there's no way they didn't know. And actually, well, there's a lot more questions about the involvement apart from that. And, and, and that's why I look, I, I, I believe that it was not an inside job, but what makes me not be you know completely um you know sealed on it and completely certain that it was not an inside job is the fact that one the steel beams of the building were removed so fast and sold or smelted as scrap so quickly that it was impossible to do any investigation on that and also these alleged passports which were not destroyed in the after all the fire and everything like that these yeah, passports the apparently survived I bet you so, most people so don't know that that's all that yeah. I'm a little bit unsure of yeah the well exactly the passport thing right. was um, like it was supposed to be that these hijackers were on the plane when they crashed and it was a massive fireball and all that but somehow uh, I think it was a New York police officer found one of the passports for one of the kidnap- uh, the hijackers on the street with like slightly singed edges from a plane crash so this thing might have survived the the suitcase it must have been in or the pocket or the person it was in and Mm. it somehow managed to escape not only that but the plane and the building and the fireball to land on the i mean that that part doesn't make sense to me no that's that's ridiculous and that's why those are the the two areas the only two areas that i I'm doubtful of the rest of it. I believe the buildings fell down, but it doesn't matter. What the <laughs> hell do I know? I'm just some guy sitting in front of a computer looking at my voice levels go up and down. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so what do I know? I think, I think that's good to acknowledge that we don't know and to even acknowledge that the official story, we don't know that that's true. We actually don't. And actually there's a lot of, a lot of reasons to think that it isn't. So I just like to go into these kind of things with an open mind just like going mm. into it seeing what the other side is saying and i found that usually it's kind of convincing 
Um, of course, you have the crackpots out there, but it's very easy to see those crackpots. It's very easy. You know, it's interesting though with the with the nine eleven and the World Trade Center and everything like that, or with nine eleven and the World Trade Center. Um, Spider Man with with the uh, Tobey Maguire is meant to launch like ah uh, uh, maybe a month or two after nine eleven happens. They had to stop stop what they were doing and re-edit the film to remove the World Trade Center because they were going to have a, a massive web between the two towers with a helicopter stuck in the middle of it. So they had to go back and remove that entire scene because the buildings had just fallen down. They even did teaser trailers for the film using the World Trade Center that then had to be pulled from release. Because mm. you can find those trailers there online. Are other, there are other, well, there are other things as well that they had to go back and reshoot things to remove the World Trade Center. I can't remember what it was, but there was another film that, that had been released for ages and in any sort of um, re-release the towers have been kind of photoshopped out of the the frame or out of the picture which is crazy that's pretty weird yeah but the, the level of of i don't know detail they're trying to go to to stay relevant i guess is well, it, maybe it's it like they're trying to <laughs> maybe they don't like people thinking about the towers because it naturally oh, leads to a bunch of questions it actually does, because um, to us, like, we're pretty much... I mean, I was a student when, at the time, but when if I see something like that happening right now with the stuff that I've been learning at uni and at school and stuff, any engineer would look at it and go, what the hell is that? Like, it's... Mm. Thinking about the... Ta- even thinking about it, I don't think they want us to do. Um, and actually, this kind of gets a bit weird, because we're talking about they, you know. We, it's kind of weird if you don't sort of define who we're talking about, but... Someone removed those yeah. towers from those movies. Yeah, they've gone to the level of actually doing that. Well, what else is it like? Um, the level of detail that. So I, so I, when I watch movies like Godzilla from nineteen ninety eight, the the US um, abomination, which I absolutely love. <laughs> you know, the World Trade Center in it. In fact, there's a shot of it getting struck by lightning, and it's a feature of the film. They reference it throughout the film and make reference to the the nineteen ninety three bombing of the World Trade Center. Like they draw so much attention to that i doubt i don't think that film is ever going to be shown on television ever again just because it's so awful but i if it was to be shown on television again would they go to the level of detail of removing it for something like that i doubt it you'd hope not like that'd that'd be like because it's completely ruins the film that'd be like removing um macaulay culkin standing on top of one of the towers in home alone 2 yeah, exactly. You, you couldn't right. do it. Yeah, it's, I, I, think, I always forget about it's that. It's part of like this whole montage <laughs> scene. It, you, you can't just pretend it didn't exist. It absolutely existed. Move on. I found it really weird that um, Lilo and Stitch they they re they reanimated a sequence in the film where uh, mm. where Jumba comes flying into the rescue with a plane that he's stolen. And the plane crashes, and they they re they, oh. they reanimated the scene to him flying an alien spaceship instead because they wanted to be sensitive to you can't people. Can't show a plane. Can't show a plane crashing. Oh, and, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's, well, that's like if they were to go back and remake Castaway because you can't have a plane crash. I mean, the famous FedEx yeah. plane crash scene. Like, you can't remove that and have it like just some. I don't know, magic carpet that falls out of the sky or something. Do you do you remember? Or he's on a ship. Yeah. Do, do you remember in the first Meet the Parents when Ben Stiller says bomb on an yeah. airplane and, and he can't say bomb? Yeah, it's a whole thing about it, and and that was probably the yeah. best way to handle it—to handle it with humor. It, it wasn't mm. insensitive. It was simply pointing out how ridiculous things had become. 
Yeah. And that was and yeah. that was right when it was all happening. And they felt comfortable doing that. Yeah, that's ex- exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they got away with it because the next very next scene was him being incarcerated. So they kind of got away with him being yeah. completely inappropriate. But he's still the character that you're rooting for by the end of it, so... Oh it's yeah, ma- Gaylord Fucker. <laughs> it's his name. <laughs> oh, well, what, okay, so while I was in Nashville recently... I saw a sign for a, a retirement village, and the the, the name of the retire, retirement village was Gaylord Retirement. Like, it, it, that's a name. Yeah. That's a, a redneck name, Gaylord. What yeah. the hell? Why would, why would that ever be someone's name? I feel like there's an irony in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, maybe someone was just trying to be a bit cheeky. I think I would do it if I was in that position, if I'm being honest. What, call someone Gaylord? I mean, who is it hurting? No, just call the street Gaylord or something. Oh, but I didn't understand that, because... Is that in reference to the term gay, or is it just a coincidence that it has gay it's, lord in it's there? It's a very old name. Because it sounds the same. It's a very old name. Yeah, it might have mean happy, happy lord, you know. <laughs> but is it, in, is it in relation to that, or is it just by absolute chance it's gay and lord, and then, you know, homosexual people or people that are against homosexuality, homophobes and stuff like that, went, oh, yeah, you're a gay lord. Like, it, what? 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 Why is it a thing? I don't know. I don't people find it. names for each other. I don't know. Sometimes it's funny. Um, um, get, but, like, obviously yeah. someone's saying that most people are just saying it in a light-hearted way, I think. Yeah. I would hope so. Well, it's like British people saying fags for cigarettes. Like, that's just such a common phrase. Uh, you know, can I bum a fag? Like, to us, that sounds completely ridiculous. And, like, are you seriously saying that? But to them, it's just, can I please have a cigarette? Or when you say shag, do you mean a rug? Or do you mean something mm. else? But I think, the, I think the rug was named after, after the something else, wasn't it? Or was that an Austin was Powers it? joke? Was it? No, it uh, wasn't Austin Powers. <laughs> was it, though? No, it was like, was apparently it the- people were in a position where there would be... No, I think it was the act... Oh, uh, yeah, it was the other way around, actually. Yeah, it was the shag pile carpet was before... And people used to call the uh, adult activity. Because they were on the rug? Because they were on the rug, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Drew, really quickly. Yep. So you know how Tim Curry is the original uh, it? Pennywise, yes. Yes. Um, it's funny, I was just talking to some, some friends this evening and then we're having a laugh at the fact that whenever I think of that, I can't help but picture either Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries or his character from uh, Home Alone just after you know his he, uh, what is it Kevin's mother um, asks where he is and he says oh well I kicked him out and everything like that yep. he gets slapped and he just turns around and goes oh do dress warm it's cold out and looks away all sad and his lip trembling and everything like that I cannot picture a clown being menacing or scary or intimidating when all I can think about is some pathetic man being slapped or Nigel Thornberry. Oh, dear. <laughs> so I don't think I can watch the original one without laughing. Yeah, I've, I was looking at it on the shelf tonight and I, I don't know. I've, I've watched the original at some point years ago. I don't remember it very well at all. And I was thinking, oh, should I sit and watch it? And I thought, no, I can't. It'll, I can't take him seriously <laughs> at all. It, it doesn't matter. I've seen him in too many things. He is Nigel Thornberry. It's... Smashing. Smashing. Oh, Debbie. 
Marianne. Eliza. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I can't do it. Oh, dearie. Ridiculous. Um, there is, I, I, can't, I can't take him seriously. Th- there is one topic that we haven't touched upon yet. A, a little segment, if you will, that we decided upon very early in the piece called Sick Kent of the Week. Ah, yes. Sick Kent of the Week. Oh, what a great term that now, is. Now, I... Ooh, who am I going to give... Who are we going to give Sick Kent of the Week I, to? I don't know. Uh, who's earned yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, we should explain what think. it is first. Jake. So, Sick sick Kent of the Week is for that one special person out there in the world who who has made a an impression this week in, in some form, be it be it in the media, be it you know, the person walking along the side of the road that we see who's about to spit and then decides against it, you know? Could could be anyone. Okay. I I know I know who's gonna get it. I know who's gonna get sick Kent of the Week. Let's hear it, John. This is gonna go this is gonna go to uh I don't know if I find his name exactly because I don't think it really says his name. Um no, you guys keep talking. Keep talking. Keep. I thought uh, you were going to give it to the hurricane or something. No, no, no. no. But it's in, rela- for it's not in relation demolish- to the hurricane. For not demolishing Disney World. <laughs> yeah, it kind of <laughs> stopped. People are like, please stop. And then it stopped. You can't destroy the um, magic kingdom. No, but this is going to... So, this is going to go know. to the man that, that uh, many are calling... Uh, many on the internet are going to call him uh, the world's smartest man. And he uh, was asked by Fox News uh, if he was afraid of the, the hurricane. Pretty much part of those like that scare tactic kind of thing. Um, are you afraid of it? Are you gonna, you know, um, are you scared you're gonna lose your home? You know, just really trying to, you know, build fear in all the people. Yet this guy came out when asked the question by Fox News if you were afraid of the hurricane, and just went, Nah, look, it's like, what do you say? It's like 200 uh, miles to the west of us. Um, 220 uh, miles west of us. Um, it's crossing the 80th meridian, which is 8 degrees west longitude. Like, he just went and brought out all this really intelligent information to pretty much shut down any of the, the belief that, oh, you look, we're in danger or anything like that. And the Fox News guys just had to, like, walk away from him because he was being too honest and real about it. So he gets sick end of the week. And I can't find his name. I didn't say what um, his name is. I totally agree with that, by the way, because the amount of fear and stuff that they were trying to to put out, um, like, initially, the hurricane was a bad one. It was a bad one, and people needed to be told to evacuate. But then it quickly went down to Category 4. No one ever said that. Mm. (laughs) They just kept saying, oh, well, it's bigger than that. But then it went down from that, even. It It went down to Category 1. Yeah, like it hit like as nothing, but like a, a couple of hours before, people were being shown pictures of the Caribbean being leveled, which is a tragic thing. But remember, these guys live in Florida; they think this is what's going to happen to them. So, well, let's be fair. I most know, I think most people, people in Florida are retirees; they're at the end of their life anyway. No, but they're still <laughs> afraid, and they, they think that they're going to be living in those conditions. Like that was in the in Barbuda, I think, which was. One of the islands that was leveled but the reality is the hurricane was not anywhere near that strong no so this this guy kind of schooling a news reporter and him walking away kind of yeah pretty funny to me he he absolutely gets it because he just yeah shut them down shut down this scare tactic and just made him look ridiculous so he is the 
comfortably sick Kent of the week. I think. I, I, Whatever your name your official. name is, he didn't give it, but he's sick Kent of the week. I just realised we, we have a quick runner up for the week. I'm yes. not sure if either of you have seen it, but in the last day or two, Jim Carrey gave what is absolutely oh, the shit. weirdest interview of all time. Yeah. I haven't seen this. What now. was that? Was is he serious? Is that like is he just being Jim Carrey? I can't tell if he was screwing with her because she made a crack about him turning up alone after his girlfriend committed suicide or what? Like, oh, for sure. I, I didn't even think I, about that. What was she thinking? I don't know, but she seemed rather insensitive and he just trolled the absolute crap out of her. And it was the most mm. satisfying interview to watch. What did he say? We, we are all energy just passing through the world. And whether he's right or not, he absolutely put her on the back foot for the entire interview. Mm. And she's looking at her producers not having any idea what to say or do. <laughs> And he's, you can tell he's completely in control of the situation. Okay, I'm conflicted because I actually kind of have been won over by that argument as well. So, like, someone <laughs> saying that out loud on national TV. Oh, I thought of I you, mean, I thought of you when I watched yeah. it. He, he was saying all the things yeah, that you've been saying. Like an yeah, it was 100% yeah, well, everything that you've been saying. I think we give it to Jim. I don't know. This Hurricane guy is awesome, but... Jim's like laying down some some knowledge. Can we have a tie? I think we can have a tie. Okay, yeah. yeah. Can, can we have tie, sick yeah. Kents? Yeah, we can, we can have sick Kents of the week. Uh, Jim Carrey and this unknown Florida man who outsmarted Fox News. Hey, maybe if we're yeah, lucky, Jim Carrey could some, play him um, in a movie. Like, uh, <laughs> I just hope I get a, a future opportunity to like sort of talk about my belief in that because i've been won over by just a scientific argument of it like i read all the new age stuff but it's really the science and stuff that's won me over so like hopefully we do some future conspiracy corner oh yeah because there's well, some good stuff about that well conspiracy corner is a, a a staple segment of every single episode as is sick kent of the yep. week um so yeah, every single week we're going into it. So I'm happy to delve, delve into whatever you want to, and you can enlighten me on whatever the hell you want to enlighten me on because I have no idea about a lot of things. Um, well, well, hopefully I can I... enlighten myself as well. So, that's what <laughs> oh I'm yeah, well yeah, well exactly right. Yeah, and I hope so too. Um, but yeah, by all means, and and hope hopefully I say this hopefully now that we've been able to work out how to do this, uh, what's the word wirelessly? Um, yeah within our own homes hopefully it means that we can continue this maybe once every week if we're good yeah if we can keep up that yeah, momentum I can, I can do that, yeah. yeah hope so um if there's not too much else to go on shall we give it the old wrap up i, I think we shall adjourn we should yeah. we should adjourn well okay then ladies yeah. and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to uh, kent and the steering team um i've been phil I've been I've been joined by Drew and Emmanuel, as I hope you will be every single week. Um, till next time, so long, my See old friends. See you guys. Friend.